Today is the 26th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is great to be here with you today as we gather around the global campfire and take the next step forward together. And we've taken all of these steps that have led us to this point, which uh, yesterday allowed us to conclude our first book on the journey. That was the book of Genesis. And we began the book of Exodus yesterday and talked about that a little bit. And, and even in our first reading in the book of Exodus, we met this baby boy. His name is Moses. He's an important person in the biblical narrative. And uh, so he's just a baby boy and he's being raised up in Pharaoh's daughter's home. She's adopted him. And we sort of see this dynamic as he's a child we're going to pick up the story from there. Getting to know Moses, getting to know his life. We'll be journeying with Moses for quite some time. And so let's dive in. Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 through 3, verse 22 today. One day... After Moses had become an adult, he went out among his people and he saw their forced labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. He looked around to make sure no one else was there. Then he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. When Moses went out the next day, he saw two Hebrew men fighting each other. Moses said to the one who had started the fight, Why are you abusing your fellow Hebrew? He replied, Who made you a boss or judge over us? Are you planning to kill me like you killed the Egyptian? And Moses was afraid when he realized they obviously know what I did. When Pharaoh heard about it, he tried to kill Moses. But Moses ran away from Pharaoh and settled down in the land of Midian. One day Moses was sitting by a well. Now there was a Midianite priest who had seven daughters. The daughters came to draw water and fill the troughs so that their father's flock could drink. But some shepherds came along and rudely chased them away. Moses got up, rescued the women, and gave their flock water to drink. When they went back home to their father rule, he asked, How were you able to come back home so soon today? They replied, an Egyptian man rescued us from a bunch of shepherds. Afterward, he even helped us draw water to let the flock drink. Rule said to his daughters, so where is he? Why did you leave this man? Invite him to eat a meal with us. Moses agreed to come and live with the man who gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses as his wife. She gave birth to a son. And Moses named him Gershom because, he said, I've been an immigrant living in a foreign land. A long time passed and the Egyptian king died. The Israelites were still groaning because of their hard work. They cried out and their cry to be rescued from the hard work rose up to God. God heard their cry of grief. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
God looked at the Israelites and God understood. Moses was taking care of the flock for his father-in-law, Jethro, Midian's priest. He led his flock out to the edge of the desert and he came to God's mountain called Horeb. The Lord's messenger appeared to him in a flame of fire in the middle of a bush. Moses saw that the bush was in flames, but it didn't burn up. Then Moses said to himself, Let me check out this amazing sight and find out why the bush isn't burning up. When the Lord saw that he was coming to look, God called to him from out of the bush, Moses, Moses. Moses said, I'm here. Then the Lord said, Don't come any closer. Take off your sandals, because you are standing on holy ground. He continued, I am the God of your father, Abraham's God, Isaac's God, and Jacob's God. Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I've clearly seen my people oppressed in Egypt. I've heard their cry of injustice because of their slave masters. I know about their pain. I've come down to rescue them from the Egyptians in order to take them out of that land and bring them to a good and broad land, a land that's full of milk and honey, a place where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites all live. Now the Israelites' cries of injustice have reached me. I've seen just how much the Egyptians have oppressed them. So get going. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I to go to Pharaoh and to bring the Israelites out of Egypt? But God said, I'll be with you, and this will show you that I'm the one who sent you. After you bring the people out of Egypt, you will come back here and worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I now come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they are going to ask me, What's this God's name? What am I supposed to say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. So say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God continued, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, Abraham's God, Isaac's God, and Jacob's God has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how all generations will remember me. Go and get Israel's elders together and say to them, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob has appeared to me. The Lord said, I've been paying close attention to you and to what has been done to you in Egypt. I've decided to take you away from the harassment in Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. 
a land full of milk and honey. They will accept what you say to them. Then you and Israel's elders will go to Egypt's king and say to him, The Lord, the Hebrews' God, has met with us. So now let us go on a three-day journey into the desert so that we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. However, I know that Egypt's king won't let you go unless he's forced to do it. So I'll use my strength and hit Egypt with dramatic displays of my power. After that, he'll let you go. I'll make it so that when you leave Egypt, the Egyptians will be kind to you and you won't go away empty-handed. Every woman will ask her neighbor along with the immigrant and her household for their silver and their gold jewelry as well as their clothing. Then you will put it on your sons and daughters and you will rob the Egyptians. Matthew 17, 10 through 27. The disciples asked, Then why do the legal experts say that Elijah must come first? Jesus responded, Elijah does come first and will restore all things. In fact, I tell you that Elijah has already come and they didn't know him. But they did do him whatever they wanted. In the same way, the human one is also going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples realized he was telling them about John the Baptist. When they came to the crowd, a man met Jesus. He knelt before him saying, Lord, show mercy to my son. He is epileptic and suffers terribly for he often falls into the fire or the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus answered, You faithless and crooked generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus spoke harshly to the demon, and it came out of the child who was healed from that time on. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and said, Why couldn't we throw the demon out? Because you have little faith, he said. I assure you that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, Go from here to there, and it will go. There will be nothing that you can't do. When the disciples came together in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The human one is about to be delivered over into human hands. They will kill him, but he will be raised on the third day. And they were heartbroken. When they came to Capernaum, the people who collected the half-shekel temple tax came to Peter and said, Doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Yes, he said. But when they came into the house, Jesus spoke to Peter first. What do you think, Simon? From whom do earthly kings collect taxes? From their children or from strangers? From strangers, he said. Jesus said to him, Then the children don't have to pay. 
but just so we don't offend them, go to the lake, throw out a fishing line and hook, and take the first fish you catch. When you open its mouth, you will find a shekel coin. Take it and pay the tax for both of us. Psalm 22, 1-18 For the music leader, according to The Doe of Dawn, a psalm of David. My God, my God, why have you left me all alone? Why are you so far from saving me? so far from my anguished groans. My God, I cry out during the day, but you don't answer. Even at nighttime, I don't stop. You are the Holy One, enthroned. You are Israel's praise. Our ancestors trusted you. They trusted you and you rescued them. They cried out to you and they were saved. They trusted you and they weren't ashamed. But I'm just a worm, less than human, insulted by one person, despised by another. All who see me make fun of me. They gape, shaking their heads. He's committed himself to the Lord, so let God rescue him. Let God deliver him because God likes him so much. But you are the one who pulled me from the womb, placing me safely at my mother's breasts. I was thrown on you from birth. You've been my God since I was in my mother's womb. Please don't be far from me, because trouble is near and there's no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Mighty bulls from Bashan encircle me. They open their mouths at me like a lion ripping and roaring. I'm pouring out like water. All my bones have fallen apart. My heart is like wax. It melts inside me. My strength is dried up like a piece of broken pottery. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You've set me down in the dirt of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of evil people circle me like a lion. Oh, my poor hands and feet. I can count all my bones. Meanwhile, they just stare at me, watching me. They divvy up my garments among themselves. They cast lots for my clothes. Proverbs 5, 7 through 14. Now, sons, listen to me and don't deviate from the words of my mouth. Stay on a path that is far from her. Don't approach the entrance to her house. Otherwise, you will give your strength to others your years to a cruel person. 
Otherwise, strangers will sap your strength, and your hard work will end up in a foreigner's house. You will groan at the end when your body and flesh are exhausted, and you say, How I hated instruction! How my heart despised correction! I didn't listen to the voice of my instructor. I didn't obey my teacher. I'm on the brink of utter ruin in the assembled community. Okay, so as we get ourselves immersed into the book of Exodus, we are obviously getting to know a main character that is in, in the Bible. His name is Moses. And we've seen what was going on. The children of Israel were being enslaved in Egypt and marginalized and treated very cruelly. And some really uh, awful commands were sent down by Pharaoh about how to control the expansion of the Israelites. And it was like if a baby boy is born, throw him into the Nile River. The king had also commanded the midwives to kill the baby boys, which they didn't do. And so Moses ended up in the Nile River. He's a baby boy. He ended up in the Nile River. He was just in a basket. Pharaoh's daughter found him, had mercy upon him. He was able to be raised by his own mother. And and she was able to be paid to take care of her son. And so God's providence is there. And then she then he grows up, Moses grows up in in the home of Pharaoh's daughter. And so he is educated like royalty. He is treated well, but he does know who he is. He does know his origin, and he goes out among his people to see what they're like. And he kills an Egyptian who is mistreating a Hebrew. And the next day he goes out to to be among his fellow Hebrews, and he finds two Hebrew men fighting each other. And it's kind of asking them, like, why would... Like, you're part of the same family. Like, why would you guys be fighting each other? Oh, and there's, there's, even if we just like focused in on that and looked out among our brothers and sisters today, same question could be asked. But in this case, they turn on, uh, on Moses and, and are like, are you going to kill, you going to kill me too? Like he killed the Egyptian yesterday, and that's when Moses knew, like, there's a target on him now. Once the king finds out what has happened, he's probably going to be killed. And so he flees. And uh, so we see his story of how he kind of grew up, and he flees Egypt, and he's a shepherd in the desert. This is where he meets his wife, Zipporah, and he is shepherding as the story concludes today with Moses seeing a bush that is on fire but is not being consumed. And this is where Moses meets God. And God and Moses are going to have a very famous relationship, a very famous friendship. This is where Moses encounters God for the first time and God is telling Moses of his calling that I am going to send you back to Egypt to deliver your people, the Hebrew people, 
out of slavery. I'm sending you back to Pharaoh to speak to Pharaoh. So in effect, God is telling Moses, I am sending you back to the place that you fear the most, the place that you ran away from. I'm sending you back there. I am not sending you back there alone. I will go with you. Which is beautiful. Moses, though, has some reservations, some considerable reservations at this point. And we will kind of pick that up tomorrow. But at this point, Moses is like, if I go back there and I tell them God has sent me to you, they're going to ask me, what's his name? Like, they're going to have all kinds of questions about this. What am I supposed to say to them? And that's where God famously says, I am who I am. And I used to be like, I don't like that so much. Um, but it's like, how does the most high God describe who he is? in human terms, in his fullness, other than to say, I am who I am. And so this is how Moses meets God. And that is going to completely change who Moses is. But Moses has some wrestling with himself to do. And we will continue this story as we move forward tomorrow. And Father, we thank you that we have this story and that as it unfolds before us over time, that we find ourselves in these stories. We find our postures of heart. We locate our own fears. We locate our own reservations. We locate our own self-preservation techniques. We, we see ourselves as we see the people in the Bible and the way that they conducted their lives and where the paths led based on the choices that they made. And so Holy Spirit, come and show us the path that we are walking and where that is leading and use the scriptures in our lives each and every day to give us direction and clarity, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website. That is where you can find out what is going on around here. There is something going on around here right now that I mentioned yesterday and will mention again today. And that is that registration for our pilgrimage to the land of the Bible for the year 2024 is now open and available. We will be going to the land of the Bible here in about a week and a half in 2023 for our 2023 pilgrimage. I'm very much looking forward to that. And all of those of you who are coming along, can't wait to see you, can't wait to meet you, can't wait for all of us to be together. 
Can't wait for all of us to have this experience together. But not talking about this year, talking about next year. We're going to go back in February next year, between the 12th and 25th of February 2024. And registration for that pilgrimage is open for now. Wow, there are seats available. So just go to dailyaudiobible.com or open up the Daily Audio Bible app. In the app, push the drawer icon in the upper left-hand corner. On the web, just look for the initiatives section. If you're using the app and open the drawer, look for initiatives there. And in the initiatives section, you will find Israel 2024. And going in there will give you all of the details that you would want to know. And so check that out. And hope to see you in the promised land, in the land of the Bible in 2024. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if what we're doing here around the global campfire every day is life-giving to you, then thank you for your partnership. We wouldn't be here around the global campfire. There wouldn't be anything like that if we hadn't been in this together all these years. And so thank you humbly. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hello, Dab family. I am new to listening to the Bible through this app. I am loving every minute of it and growing so much in the Lord. Um, I am asking for prayer for a new job. Um, there were some things going on at my current job which really um, have hurt me. And so I've resigned and I'm just praying that God would open up the right job in educational leadership for me. Uh, this is Sheila. Uh, please pray for me to find a new job. Thank you. Hello, my beautiful DAB family. This is your sister, Ashley, from California. And I just wanted to call in. Today is January 22nd, 2023. And I wanted to give you an update. So, Gang Jackson was released on Friday the 20th, one day short of being in the hospital for a month. And God gave me a word while we were in there to give to Jackson that he is set apart, that God has done, it has a plan for Jackson and that he is up to something. I can't tell you guys how many, how the mighty works that I see God doing right now um, in my family and in the lives of the people that I know. So I, I can't even, I can't even tell you guys. It's amazing. I, it's hard to see it though. Sometimes when you're 
walking through the trenches and it's literally just a day at a time and sometimes it's an hour at a time and sometimes it's a breath at a time but God is so good and he sustained us and I can't thank you all enough for your prayers you guys blow me away thank you so much for blessing us and blessing my sweet son who is just he's he's making we're we're taking it a moment at a time but I also wanted to respond. There was somebody on the community prayer request that asked to contact me. So my email is A as in Ashley, E as in Edward, A as in Ashley, 921 at gmail.com. Okay, DAV family, I love you. And I will be letting you know what's going on soon. Bye. Good morning, DAV family. This is Saved by Grace from California. I'd like to lift up my sister who's requesting prayer for her um, as her husband. Uh, she had just found out something uh, about her husband and her marriage of 29 years. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just lift up my sister to you. I plead the blood of Jesus over her and I pray for your love, your comfort, would just immerse her body, Father God. Encamp your guardian angels round about her, Father, and shower your love upon her, Father God. Let her know that she is not alone in this, Father God, and that you got her. And I pray, Lord, that you would just bring spirit-filled um, people around her to minister to her and to encourage her, Father God, that your will will be done. And Father God, help her to know, Lord, that it's, it doesn't matter what we what it feels like, what it looks like. We know, Father, that you are still on the throne and that you still are in control and that anything that is removed from your children, Father, you got something better. And I thank you for my sister, Lord, and her her courage to, to always lean on you, Father God, to trust you. Just harden that trust, Father God. Bless you, my sister. I will continue to pray for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Good morning. This is Dr. Mack from Washington, D.C. area. I am calling in to pray for that young lady who asked us to pray for the husband who broke her heart. My sister... I know what it is to have a broken heart. My heart also was broken by my husband, and that's what brought me here to the United States. And God brought me here and blessed me so amazingly. But I'm not saying that God is in every situation where people have broken hearts, but he can use your brokenness and your pain and turn it into power. In the meantime, let me pray for you. Know that we love you and that we've got you, and most importantly, God got you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my dear sister this morning. You hear her heart, how broken it is. Lord, I pray that you would hold her heart in your hand. Don't let it break into a million pieces. But Lord God, strengthen and encourage her. In the midst of this pain, turn that pain into purpose. Lord, let her find you in a way that she has never found you before. Father, you're so amazing. Let her experience how amazing you are in the midst of pain. Father God, for all the women out there that are in the same situation that she's in, we come together to pray for them 
that you also will mend broken hearts and that you will cause that they would know that there is nothing that you cannot do. Oh, amazing Father, oh, wonderful Father, strengthen her and all the women out there in the mighty name of Jesus, and may you get the glory in Jesus. Hi, Daily Audio Bible. This is Paul from Houston, and I haven't called in a long time, have been a dabber since 2017, so it's been going on almost six years now. Um, anyways, I'm calling for prayer. Um, I've been separated for six years, and um, just access to kids. I've had uh, visitation with kids, but um, I have the three, and um, they're not wanting to come over now for some reason, and um, I'm just uh, having to go through mediation or, or go to court by the end of February. So just please pray for me and my family. Um, just trying to make peace with with um, with my wife and, and with my kids. And just uh, trying to trying to um, um, just trying to take a, a day at a time, <laughs> the way I can put it, because it's, it's a little difficult at the moment. So uh, I appreciate your prayers. So thank you so much. I love this program. It's been an incredible, um, just incredible being around the campfire and hearing everyone and being able to pray for everyone. So thank you again. It's Paul from Houston. Love you all. Bye. Hello, Dab family. Pastor Steve from Southwest Ohio is calling to say I praise the Lord for all of you. I thank you all for your prayers, for your needs, and for your concerns. And I pray, Father, today in Jesus' name that you would be through the power of your Holy Spirit. Touch each and every prayer request, each and every need, and answer as only you can, and you will receive the glory. I really am so thankful for this family and this ministry, for Brian and his family, and for everyone who helps him put this together. I pray and trust that you will continue to remember me and my family in your prayers and thoughts. Just know that he is worthy to be praised and greatly to be praised constantly as is our prayers without ceasing. Just know that you're greatly loved and prayed for with, and uh, good Lord willing, we'll talk again. Until then, have a blessed and joyous day in Jesus.